Here's the thing. Saving money with Geico is almost better than playing pickup basketball. Because there's always that guy who joins your game. He never passes the rock, he constantly bricks threes, and he'll completely hack you and then put his hands up and say, no foul, no foul. With GEICO, it's easy to switch and save on car insurance. No need to fake an ankle sprain because you're absolutely exhausted. So switch and save with GEICO. It's almost better than sports. Hey, I'm Joe Levy, and on the latest episode of Inside the Studio, I sat down with one of the all-time great singer-songwriters, James Taylor. We talked about his new album, where his music comes from, and how telling his life story through his songs has helped him. Music saved my life, but I was lucky also to survive. I did some very stupid, some some years that were, were just really high risk, unnecessarily so, and a lot of people around us died, you know. So join me, Joe Levy, editor-at-large at Billboard, for this and other in-depth conversations with the biggest artists in music. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Movie Crush, Mini Crush, Mini Crush, Movie Crush. You said it, Chuck. That was a mouthful. (laughs) I don't even know where we are anymore. How you doing? I'm good, man. I've got a little bit of a a snuffleupagus situation going on. Yeah, people, we record these uh, in batches sometimes, a couple at a time. So Noel's not been sick for weeks and weeks. It's true. Um, I got sick on my last day of travel. Uh, in LA, I thought I'd, you know, I, I get the funk, you know, the travel funk mm-hmm. sometimes, yeah. but I, I thought I was uh, in the clear. And then the last day, I got it. I got it, Chuck. You shouldn't have gone on that Tinder date that uh, where the young lady said, I usually have colds. That's true. And that was her big selling point. That was her, like, headline. <laughs> Did they have headlines? Which I think is hot, by the way. <laughs> colds. Is there a headline get on it, Tinder? Get it, colds are hot. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I I, it. I, it was an accident. <laughs> yeah, man, it's like a profile. You gotta have like a. You, you have know. like a banner headline, of like of who you are. That's yeah. not. Uh, are you are you gonna show me your Tinder profile? No, I just want to <laughs> see what it says. I'm interested. Yeah, so here's here's one for example. It says, "If I could donate a million dollars, it'd be to save all pit bulls and orangutans." And that's just sort of like. Well, you got my mission. My here, yeah. if you want to know as much about me as you can in one sentence, That's this right. is the sentence. It goes even further. My dream dinner guest is Elizabeth Warren. Wow, this is a very progressive young lady. That's um, nice. Most recent act of kindness told somebody they dropped their phone. And is this accompanied by a photo? It's accompanied by a montage of photos. The first thing you see is a picture with uh-huh. their name and then and their age and what they do. Okay. If, um, this is on Bumble, which is a oh. step. This is, this is like Tinder for young professionals. Okay? Oh. Then you scroll through, <laughs> and it gives you some stats about whether they like smoke, how tall they are. And then you got this little headline about saving pit bulls and stuff. Huh. Man. Just trying to bring you around to the now, Chuck. This is how the kids do it these days. Jeez. I'm so out of it, man. Do you know what I did in my day? You like, uh, went to a place and I met would, humans? I would go to a bar and hang out with my friends. And never talk to girls because I was just enjoying hanging out with my friends. Yeah. 
That's the thing, though. I keep saying, I was man. never like the guy who went and like, you know, oh, it's Friday know. night. Let me go out and meet somebody. I don't know how anybody does that, dude. Like I, that is just beyond my realm of, under, of understanding. I go to bars with my friends, and uh, I keep saying, maybe one day I'll just have a chance encounter. You yeah, know? And that, maybe that's what'll happen. Well, that's the only like. As a result, I didn't date a lot. I always had like. How'd you meet Emily? Well, Emily and I were friends in a group of people. That's nice. That's the way, like, anyone that was ever my girlfriend, and I didn't have a lot of them, but I had a few, like, long, steady girlfriends, and they were all people I met through friends or through work or something. It was never just like, hey, I'm going to go out and get a phone number tonight. (laughs) Yeah. No, I know. (laughs) You know? I don't know. I I didn't know how to do that. I, I still don't. That's why the the tender thing is is appealing to me because sure. it's a relatively so you know everyone's on there for the same reason. Yeah, yeah. And there's no worry of like walking up to a girl in a bar and her like looking at you like get get away from me, creep. You know. If I was young and single, I would totally probably try that sort of dating just because it would make me date, which I never did. And it's you know probably. Like you can just say like hi, you yeah. seem like a nice person, and we have something in common. But it has its so own. It has its thirty percent of the work. It is has done. its own pitfalls, though. Oh, There's all I'm kinds sure. of issues where it's like yeah. women get way more matches than men, and therefore are inundated by lots of creeps that are sending sure. them stuff. So to kind of wade through that, Ugh, if you're an uh, actual decent-ish guy, nightmare. It can be nightmare not, for everybody. Kind of, yeah. All because of creeps. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> They're fucking it up for everybody. Really are, man. And they, <laughs> they exist. IRL and online. Yep. Um, all right. Let's start it off with some polls, Noel. Not Noel's, Noel's polls? But polls. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, this one is pretty easy. I just went with Poll Truth, M&M's, Plainer Peanut. And I have to shout out all the people that said, trick question, peanut butter. A lot of people said that in the comments. Interesting. Uh, have you ever had peanut butter? Yeah, they're good. They're, they're good. Re- they're really good. I like the crunch of the nut, though, the peanut Well, butter. I'm a peanut guy for yeah. sure. Uh-huh. But uh, peanut butter is good, and someone even mentioned the pretzel ones. Here's what I say. Do not make the mistake of getting the caramel, although all apologies to Alicia Dietz. She said caramel. I don't, I don't care for those. It's just to get stuck in your teeth. And it's a lot of, it's a lot of caramel to eat. In one sitting, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, want, I want a single caramel bite. I don't want right. an entire bag of caramel items, you know? Sure, I agree. Uh, and also shout out to Trevor Delinsky, who says, they're both gross, Skittles. Are you kidding me? So, uh, I don't know. Apparently Trevor's Skittles uh, are eight years old. Awful. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, shout out to, who was it that sent us that box of stuff? Vanessa Lopez. Are we going to thank her on every show? Only, we should. Only because she included... <laughs> Two giant bags of peanut M&M's. So clearly she has cast her lot in the peanut M&M's camp. Did she? Yeah. I didn't see those. I gave them away because I didn't want them. No, that's right. Sorry, Chuck. It's okay. I, no, 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 hold on a second. Let me say why. I didn't want them because they're delicious and I would have eaten them all. Sure. And I'm trying not to be a fat boy. Right, so right, right. that no. I gave them away to, you know, the more bodily blessed folks in our office. <laughs> they just sit around and eat that shit in yeah. front of our face. And just keep getting like skinnier and so skinnier. so funny. Yeah. Okay, next poll, Noel. Poll Truth, best Thanksgiving movie. I can only pick two, everyone. I apologize. You know what, dude? I didn't even say who won the Planer Peanut Contest, and I deleted it already. What? Well, (laughs) you don't even know? You don't remember? No, I didn't even look, because I was looking at the comments, and then I just hit delete. (sighs) Oh, man. So we had that great conversation. I'm sorry, everybody. No, it's my fault. I derailed it with the whole Vanessa Lopez. Here's my prediction. I believe that Peanut won. Peanut probably won out. I don't think Plain is the favored 
majority. I would be interested to see sales figures for plane versus, you know, that, I bet we could figure it out that yeah. way. Do a quick search and all. Sorry about that, everyone. What a dum-dum. Uh, this is a professional podcast, for God's sakes. So, Pull Truth, best Thanksgiving movie. And sort of the biggest two that came to mind for me were Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And Home for the Holidays. Do you see Home for the Holidays? Mm. Holly Hunter. And, oh, uh, yeah. I yeah. saw that in the theater a long time ago. It, that was a cool, intense little movie. It was good. It was funny. But didn't it have, Robert didn't Downey it, Jr.? Didn't it have some kind of intense stuff in it? Like, it was, like it was a good, Oh, I think so. I'm trying to remember was now. Was it one of the, like a drug addict or something? Or there was some I think family? Jodie Foster directed this movie, actually. I think you're right. I remember really liking that and seeing it in the theaters a long time ago, but I, I don't remember much about it. There may have been some sort of... Uh, are you thinking of the Family Stone? That movie, well, it would spoil it. That had a, a family tragedy, I think, involved. But I don't think Home for the Holidays did. It was definitely directed by Jodie Foster. Uh, uh, the, very the, good movie. The one line or the the little log line. It's got Steve Gutenberg in it. He's he's apparently a snob. Goots. And uh, and uh, Cynthia Stevenson apparently is a long suffering sister. Yeah. And then we have uh, and, and Bancroft and Charles Durning. They were great. And Geraldine Chaplin, who is apparently a nutty aunt. <laughs> But then the evening gets interesting when sparks fly between Claudia and her brother's handsome friend, Leo Fish, played by Dylan McDermott. What he was name. funny in this, actually. Leo Fish. That's yeah. a great name. That is a great name. That's a that's a name only a screenwriter could come up with, though. Uh, this is overwhelming. 579 people said planes, trains, and automobiles, and only 85 said home for the holidays. Uh, that That's to be expected. I didn't think it would crush... Uh, that much, but Home for the Holidays is a really, really good Thanksgiving movie. And like I said, planes, trains, and automobiles gives me serious anxiety. Yeah, so. I know, because they're just late and they don't have their car and yeah. they don't have their train. They're having all these they travel logistic problems, <laughs> you know? Are you, you have travel stress? I just want to, I want everything to work out. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. I, I try to do everything in my power to be prepared and, and to like, you know, <laughs> get places on time. That's and, right, you're a good little boy scout. I try to be. Uh, Mike Shapiro in the comments says, uh, Pieces of April. Got to shout that out because I love that movie too, Mike. And that is a great Thanksgiving movie, but just a little too obscure for uh, a 50-50 choice. He says it's Patricia Clarkson's best role. Uh, I don't know about that, but boy, she was great. And that was just a really good movie. So highly recommend everyone see Pieces of April. Uh, Jana Kuhn says, uh, Chuck, this isn't a fair poll. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Thank Facebook for that, everyone. Um, Sheila Hartwell says, son-in-law wasn't an option. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know that was a Thanksgiving movie. I don't think I ever saw that. I never saw any Polly Shore movie, Noel. Not even uh, nope. Encino Man? Nope. You don't know about Wheeze in the Juice? <laughs> <laughs> you mean Duke in the Stats? No, Wheeze in the Juice. This is when he goes in. Uh, he's the weasel. Uh, well, all, he, that, that was, he already <laughs> had that in his like stand-up, right? Yeah, that which was is funny because I liked him on MTV, and I thought he was kind of funny. I don't know why I didn't see any of those dumb movies. Yeah, they're real dumb. But in Encino Man, he goes into like a gas station, like a Seven Eleven, and he, he like sticks his head under the the, the frosty machine uh-huh. and starts pouring it directly into his mouth. And he yeah. says he calls it Wheeze the Juice. <laughs> Link and I are cruising the mountain, bro, and we figure Wheeze a little Juice. No, Wheeze the Juice. How do you not know this? This is important part know, of like, the, the cultural zeitgeist. I was an MTV kid, though. I, of course I liked uh, the weasel. That was funny. Uh, all right. Poll Truth, Dirty Dancings. I did a couple of these. Emily thought these were great. She helped me come up with them, too. 
Um, she helped me write these. Dirty Dancing's Baby and Johnny, the very famous couple from Dirty Dancing. Five years later, Splitsville or Still Dancing? I think that's an interesting question. Wasn't there a Dirty Dancing sequel? Havana Nights? Yeah, but I don't, I don't think it had anything to do with them. Oh. I might be wrong. I didn't see it. You know what? I remember hearing a great story about, like, I think Peter Sagal, the guy that, that hosts... That wait, NPR. wait, don't tell me? Yeah. He yeah. actually wrote the screenplay that got turned into Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. <laughs> really? But it wasn't ever intended to be a Dirty Dancing movie. It was actually based on some experience that he had had. Of, like, cool Cuban and, dancing Yeah, or and then the studio, like... Had the rights to to make another Dirty Dancing movie, and they just slapped that and they title just on, slapped it, it right on <laughs> oh. there. I'm pretty sure it was it was it was either him or or one of the other guys that do one of those quiz type shows. But um, that's funny. I don't know, man. I've never seen Dirty Dancing. Uh, well, that's a whole. I know that they have the time of their lives, though. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it because and they owe it to each other. Emily loves that movie, so I've seen it a bunch uh, at my house on TV, like when I'm working and stuff in bed. But uh. I think I might have even seen it when it came out, like pre-Emily. That's my dirty secret. So Your dirty dancing secret? <laughs> I think uh, Emily agreed to. 495 of you said Splitsville. There's no way that Baby and Johnny are still together. And only 171 people are dear-hearted enough to say they're still dancing. Just dancing away into the sunset? Still dancing. Do they just have to dance all the time? Is that part of the rules of the movie? They just, they're always dancing? No. It's like basketball where you can't stop dribbling? Uh, I'm... What about Flashdance? Is that the same? No. Is it the same movie? <laughs> Good Lord, no. Is it the same type of movie? No, not at all. No, okay. Dirty Dancing is a very sort of saccharine love story. It's a musical, right? About, no, of, it's no. not a okay, musical. It's about uh, this family in the 50s that goes on vacation and like the, I, I think it's like the Catskills or something uh, for the summer and they do this every year and there's a uh, dancing instructor that's a little older, paid by, by the Sways. And uh, he has a little uh, affair with a, a daughter of a guest. I must be thinking of Footloose. That is kind of a musical, right? Isn't that one like it's, no? no? <laughs> there's a lot of music. It's soundtrack heavy. But the, there's how, dancing how, how, to how the do music. They, how do they justify these dance numbers just out of out of the clear blue sky? Well, it's interesting. There, there was a certain genre of movie that you can't call a musical because they're not singing, but they're dance movies to where – People will break out and dance to music that you're hearing in the theater yeah, like, as if it is broadcast in uh, the film somehow. Yeah. Although in the movies, I think there usually is music playing, like in the very famous Footloose dance scene through the, the fucking hay barn or whatever with Kevin Bacon. Uh-huh. He he pops in, very clearly pops in a cassette tape in his VW bug and opens the doors and cranks it up. Right. And it's, you know, but fills like, this barn with music. But like there's no one else around. It's just Kevin just Bacon. Just Kevin Bacon working on his moves. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, which are both uh, dance and gymnastic. I love this. <laughs> yeah. I, I need to see Footloose. It's good. Dude. I should watch all of these. I should do like a dance eighties dance tr- trilogy. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of other movies. I mean, Dirty Dancing. It was the music that was in the movie because they were dance instructors. So the music was, you know, it made sense. Question: yes. Why is it? Why is it Dirty Dancing? That always well, made oh, me. Oh, here's the deal: is. Um, during the daytime, all these dance instructors teach, like, the tango and all these very traditional things to, like, the senior citizens of the the camp or whatever. I got it. But at night, no. Oh, boy. They get together and they get in the back halls with the lights down a little, and they, little sultry. they dirty dance. I see. Which is basically just grinding, like, real sexy. I got it. Okay. 
Yeah. So she goes to one of these parties after hours. Uh-huh. Baby does. Yeah. She's like, who's that guy? Uh-huh. And that's Johnny. So she had a bit of an awakening. You could say so. For Johnny. Yeah. Got it. Okay. It's actually not a bad movie. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> trying to talk shit. Like, it was a huge movie for a reason. Like, it was still okay. You I'm know? just trying to wrap my head around the genre. Like, what the genre of these type of movies. Because they don't seem like musicals, and they don't seem like they're, yeah, full they're narrative. There's something, yeah, they're Because Flashdance was the same way. It was... Uh, and like Saturday Night Fever, they no one's singing in any of these movies. That's right. But there are plenty of dance numbers. What about Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo? <laughs> Flashdance is good though. You should see that. That's okay. a, a story of empowerment, female empowerment, sort of, for the time. Here's the thing: saving money with Geico is almost better than playing pickup basketball, because there's always that guy who joins your game. He never passes the rock. He constantly bricks threes, and he'll completely hack you and then put his hands up and say, no foul, no foul. With GEICO, it's easy to switch and save on car insurance. No need to fake an ankle sprain because you're absolutely exhausted. So switch and save with GEICO. It's almost better than sports. Hey, it's Ben, Henry, and Marcus, hosts of The Last Podcast on the Left. Our show's dedicated to uncovering hilariously horrifying stuff. And now we're only on Spotify. Join us. If you want. Obviously, we'd never force anyone to just blindly join us. That'd be crazy. But if you like stories about doomsday cults who do exactly that and more, please join us on Spotify. Visit Spotify.com slash last podcast to listen free. All right, let's do another poll. We're going to finish these up. A lot of commentary, Noel. It's good to have you back. Me and here have been, been saving it up, Chuck. <laughs> you didn't. You took a vow of silence. I had no in LA. one to talk to. I was by myself in L.A. Oh, really? Yeah, I was. I was traveling alone. Do you I, not have any peeps there? Oh, I do. I hung out okay. with some folks. I hung out with some folks, but it was just like, you know. I was like, I'll loan you some peeps. I've got some. Yeah, please loan me some peeps. But LA is also like so spread out, and everyone's like working. Sure. I was there during the week. Eh, it's know? a pain in the ass for anyone to get anywhere. They're like, where are you? That's the first question they'll ask. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, hey, man, I'm in town. Where are you staying? Yep. Because I'm not coming to you. Nope. All right. Mini crush. Pole truth. Full frontal nudity. And your choices were, sure, why not? Or no private parts, please. You mean, do I want to see it or will I do it? Well, <laughs> will you do it? <laughs> Depends on how much we're talking. <laughs> you know. uh, do you want to see it? Of course. <laughs> Why do I care? Yeah. I don't want to like take, I, I want to know in advance if, sure. if a movie I'm going to with like my mom or my 10 year old has, you know, hanging dong or whatever. I, I definitely want to know in gotcha. advance. Here's my deal. If it's like, if it serves a story, then fine. I'm not, I'm not going to be prudish about it. Uh, for women, you know, they, there's generally some giant merkin. That's what they call it. You know, the, sure. this false pubic hair yeah, piece. it's a pubic wig. To, to cover, uh, yeah, pubic wig to, you know, cover the, the parts that, like, you don't really want to, it's not a porn, well, you know? no, it doesn't have, <laughs> it doesn't have to be. And then for dudes hanging their dong out, like, again, it's not porn, so yeah. I don't want to get too crude well, here, but it's not, like, it's never erect. You know who loves doing it's that? It's just a dong shot. Is, is Harvey Keitel. He loves, he loves a good dong hang. Yeah. Have you seen he Bad don- Lieutenant? Yeah, That's dong- one of the, one of the last shots in the movie is him. Yeah. Was, you know, flaccid yep. dong, dong hang. And then you Harvey got- Harvey Keitel uh, has shown his dong. You got the piano. There, there's a, there's a hang in that one, too. Yeah, he showed yeah. his dong in that uh-huh. one. He was not shy. But that's the thing that's interesting is you definitely- feel like women are more pressured to do it oh sure than men obviously but it's also when it happens with a man in a movie it usually is a little bit more 
deliberate. Like it's like this is I don't know, not important, but like they don't they, they certainly don't. It's just, a bigger deal is made about it for think, sure. Yeah, but like I, but, with uh, chasing uh, not chasing Amy serving. Silverman, saving no, Silverman, not saving Silverman. Yeah, no. that was the one. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, you're right. That is a different <laughs> movie entirely. But Jason Siegel showed his dong, and it was like the subject of every single movie review and article about it. But that was funny. The fact that that full frontal nudity it really pretty, played into the gag. Yeah, it was shocking for sure because all of a sudden it happens, and you're like, "Whoa!" You're also hey. like, "I didn't know this was this kind of movie, <laughs> this kind of picture." Yeah, it was a bold choice. Yeah, I agree. All right, so that's what we feel. Um, everyone, 730 of you are not prudish, and you just said, sure, why not? And 158 of you, though, said, no private parts, please. No. They don't want to see Dong or uh, Merkin. Merkin. Yeah. Is it the plural Merkin, Merkin, or Merkins? I don't know. I bet I, it's Merkin. I think it's Merkin, sort of like. Like a hundred wild Merkin in like the woods? Wild Merkin, <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the name of the president in uh, Dr. Strangelove? Oh, man. I remember Dimitri because yeah, he said it yeah, over and over. Yeah. Pre- no, what is, was it? It's President Merkin Muffley. <laughs> God, I can't believe I didn't remember that. That's funny. That's great. It's a very Kubrickian joke. Big time. Um, Art Riddle says it's actually more annoying when people are conveniently wrapped in sheets to hide. It's a good point. Uh, and Adrian Crane says, uh, yes, I assume, with a caveat – if the story calls for it, um, over the gratuity of it, especially female full frontal cough, cough, HBO. Yeah, she's probably talking about what's it called? Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I don't know. Like, um, I, And I totally agree. That's I, like, that's just bullshit in this day and age to be like, hey, throw some naked lady out there. Well, but then, I mean, Come I would on. say more so in Westworld because in Westworld, the, the robot characters – are always naked are they? when they're like being serviced or whatever, like in sure, the real world. Sure, because it's a robot. Yeah, but they're always naked. So that's does, you could you could argue that that does serve the plot. You could also argue that it's like an opportunity to have nudity. Constantly. Right. Interesting. That is one case where I could see just being like, well, no, this is the story. They're robots, and like it would be weird to have their clothes on while you're working on them. Right. But hey, it's also a chance to show it's, some it's, skin. It's a, it's a chance. That's true. But it's also very unsexy because they're like always right. very like dead eyed looking yeah, and, yeah. and kind that's, of like pale and like, you know, it's yeah. not. If that's not sexy meant to, to you. Then, not meant to titillate. I don't yeah. Think, so. If that titillates, there are problems. Whereas Game of Thrones does throw things in that are absolutely meant to, to titillate. Right. That's sort of, I, I could see that that being the basis of that argument. Yeah. I, quite a few people answer too that uh, when it's for comedy too, it can be kind of funny. So yeah, interesting. Remember that scene? Did you did you see the the um, the Bruno movie? Oh yeah, didn't that old character like show his balls or something? It was just like a part where there's a giant penis oh, with right. a cartoon face on it that's swinging around like a helicopter, and it's yeah. full screen just out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember thinking that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, so I did another poll truth about a fictional movie couple and whether or not they would still be together. I did Pretty Woman five years later. Uh, are they still together? And your choices were Natch or As If. You like that? Was that Richard Gere? Yeah. Was that, he was the guy? Yeah. And uh, Julia Roberts. And wasn't that meant to be sort of like uh, almost um, an updated version of like My Fair Lady kind of where he's, he turns her into a. Yeah. Sort, sort of. of. That's sad, right? Yeah, yeah. People, I, think, I think people have said that. Which is inherently also. sexist and weird, right? Like the whole idea of like this like outstanding gentleman will, is sure. going to turn this. Sex this, worker into yeah. a, a lady, yeah. you know? No, I've, yeah. I've never seen Pretty Woman. It's, it's certainly dated. Uh, is the movie itself dated, do you think? 
Because oh uh, sure yeah pretty woman yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah for real and you know the message is like uh, in fact Bongwater the great band Bongwater uh-huh. uh, and Magnuson has one of my favorite songs of all time is Bongwater's folk song. And in folk song, she goes on a diatribe. It's like a 10-minute song about uh, Pretty Woman, about the message of Pretty Woman is, that's all a woman's made of, sucking and shopping. And then she starts this repetitious thing, and the music's driving, and she's going, sucking and shopping and sucking and shopping. And I wish a rich, handsome man would come along and pluck me off the streets and take me shopping on Hollywood Boulevard. And it's pretty, yeah. Okay. It's like a straight up. Condemnation, but in it. only a very satirical, funny way. <laughs> yeah, I've got to watch the movie and then hear the song. Ah, oh, man, Bongwater's great. Uh, all right, so 277 of you say Natch, and 354 say As If. So that's interesting. That's way closer. 277 of you think that this rich businessman and sex worker ended up together five years later. Very interesting. Romantics at heart, I guess. <laughs> All right, I think there's one more poll, Noel. Um, oh, actually, that's it. That's all the polls, everybody. I exhausted the polls. I'm Richard Blaze, and I'm a chef and restaurateur who has judged or competed on nearly every cooking show. And now I found a way to judge on a podcast. Every week on my new podcast, Food Court with Richard Blaze, I invite some of the world's most opinionated chefs, comedians, writers, and actors into my court to make their cases. Then I settle their food arguments once and for all. Think blue cheese is gross? People that like blue cheese, I think they also like the smell of their own farts. Tired of seeing cilantro everywhere? I honestly think it's a hate crime to the food people put it on. Or maybe you think cake is better than pie. You might as well be making jam. I'm not a jam maker. I'm a baker. I want to hear it. Sausage has killed people. Wow. Wow. I want to hear all your opinions about food and dining, no matter how unpopular they may be. And then I'll judge them. The first season of Food Court with Richard Blaze is up. Subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. right out of my face. We'll do uh, we'll do one more segment. And uh, I'm going to skip Noel's holes for the week. I'm going to give you a break. And I am going to do, uh, this is actually, this is kind of interesting. This is a little crowdsourcing of movie crush ideas uh, on future segments from you all and let you sort of really truly run the show here on mini crush. And I said, we'll read them on the air and then you and I will pick, pick some of these for the future. So Noel, I need to know from you, like which one of these do you think we should do okay. in, in the future? Yeah. Uh, and I'll, we'll, we'll keep uh, track of these and genuinely do these. So Jordan Wheeler, and also know if you submit for this, you can also get chided. And have us say your idea stinks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Of course. That's implicit, that's, I think right? that's implicit in the whole interaction. Right? All right. But it'll all be fun. Jordan Wheeler says, how about a segment where you try and badly explain the plot of a well-known movie? That happens on the reg. Like, yeah. Like, it's like, like that's our show. five times an episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're totally right. Uh, it's Yeah. We should call it mini crush. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he says, e.g. for Star Wars, you could say, one family's constant drama and incessant religious fervor, along with a good dollop of casual incest, 
leads to treason and the genocide of various native species. No. That's pretty awesome, That's though. not how we do it, though. No, we, no, no, we no, would but... try our best. <laughs> That's good, Jordan. No, that is quite uh, good. Just what you wrote about Star Wars, that is very creative. They said dollop of incest? A good dollop of casual incest. That is good, Jordan. I, really I'm going to give you props for that. Yeah, yeah. We might use that. I don't know if I'm good enough to... To write something. No, but like that's that. my point, though. We wouldn't do it like that. We would do it how we do it, where we well, would just sure. kind of be grasping at this plot. You know? Well, so, he just gave us an example. That's you a, know. It was a good example. Yeah. But <laughs> I think we know. I think we would know how to go about this. I like that, everybody. All right. Matthias Holtzman says this. I don't know if this is could be a segment, maybe, but I do like this. He said, how many movies have their title within their dialogue? Like The Godfather, someone actually says The Godfather in that movie. Well, there's actually a But no really... one ever says Star Wars. So there's this amazing YouTube collection um, with clips of movies where they make the movie end as soon as someone in the movie says the name of the movie. All right, kid, do you have an example that we yeah, can uh, play? Yeah, yeah. Well, here's, here, here's, a, here's two, back to back. First one is um, Jurassic Park, and then the second one is uh, Lord of the Rings. T-Rex? Mm-hmm. You said you've got a T-Rex? Uh-huh. Say so again. We have a T-Rex. Wow. Put your, put your head between your knees. <laughs> Dr. Grant, my dear Dr. Sattler, welcome to Jurassic Park. It's just one of those days where you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. Well, that rules you out, I'm companions. So be it. You shall be the Fellowship of the Ring. Back off, I'll take you on. Headstrong, I'll take on anyone. (laughs) (laughs) And it's always like some rock song. Yeah, yeah. That's but really but they do the titles, like the titles from the end of the movie and everything. But yeah, it's, it's, there's a bunch. There's, I love you know, it. There's a lot of movies where it's sort of like a, a band who has a, you know. A song uh, called their band title? Yeah. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of like a song that has the lyric in it that is the name of the album, but it isn't a song Oh, itself, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, that's a good one, <laughs> Matthias. Thank you for sending that in. Um, I don't know if we'll do that segment, but we might touch on those every now and then. I'm definitely going to YouTube that shit for the rest of the day. Yeah, it's got almost like a billion views. No, it's got it's got almost two million views. A billion, a billion. <laughs> I'm bad at reading numbers. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, Brian uh, Bisesi says, "Is it me or?" So that's the title. Is it me or blank? Some movies that are universally loved, but that Chuck Noller. Movie Crusher commenters never saw the appeal of. So, in other words, Noel, you would say, is it me or does uh, – uh, what movie did you say you didn't like? Splash? Or Splash No Good. <laughs> yeah. Is it – well, wait, I don't understand. Is this like a meant to be a bit of dialogue from like – is this is this a trope? Is it is it me or or is this more just like a thing that you don't like that other people like? Yeah. Like maybe something that sort of most people like that you don't like. Huh. All oh. right. What would yours be? Oh, geez. I get it. Is it me or is the name of the segment? I got it. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> might, we, might, we, might, we might workshop that a little bit. I'm, I'm into this, though. It could be like overrated, underrated or something like that. Maybe uh-huh. we each pick an overrated thing and then an underrated thing. That might be fun. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, so for me, an overrated movie would be, um, oh, gosh. That's hard because I don't, I don't really think in those terms most of the time. 
like if if I'm not into it, I just kind of like it flies right out of my mind. I don't sure. really think about what other people. Maybe like oh, like La La Land. I thought was way overrated. Oh, I know you always go on and on about that fucking movie. <laughs> That movie that was awesome that everyone loves. Uh, that's what, well, that's oh, the, wait, that's that's the point it. of the segment. <laughs> All right. Uh, ben McVitie says, Crush Call. And by the way, big ups to you guys who uh, who came up with cool, clever titles because, you know, we like to do that here. Uh, ben McVitie says, Crush Call. Have listeners enter uh, to uh, and draw and give a phone number. Oh, okay. So one um select one listener and give them a call and spend 5 minutes talking about their favorite movie. Crush call. 5 minutes or so. Hey, that is not bad. No, that's good. And we actually, you know, stuff that I want you to know, we have a call-in number that Oh, really? We have we it, it, it records them and you can have you can access them and download them and play them on the show. So, Damn, you can absolutely that's, some, do that. that's some dark uh dark ops Sometimes shit. Sometimes they are the <laughs> ones that people yeah, we've only done one episode, but most of them were great. And then a couple of them was like this dude, like one of them was this guy like breathing really heavy yeah, and like saying really creepy stuff, but uh, it was kind of a joke. He, 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 he was, Oh, he was he, putting on. He was putting on, yeah. Gotcha. Crush call. Ben, that might be a good way because I've been talking about having uh, listeners on as guests. So maybe a little five-minute chunks I can get more people in. And then there's not the pressure of someone who, you know, may not be uh, – may not want to be on for 45 minutes or whatever. All right. I like that. Uh, Megan Carroll says, gear up where you talk about a piece of equipment. Get really nerdy and get in some of the crazy camera adaptations. Well, that'd be fun to have our boy Casey Pegram in for yeah, a segment gear like up. that. That's he's, good. He, he, or maybe even just like talk about the history of a particular type of, uh, you know, Yeah, lens like the Steadicam. I think I might have done something on the Steadicam. Something like I? that, yeah. Or, or even just I? like the look of a certain era of film. You can talk about sure. like Technicolor. Or like, I don't know. It's gear like, up. I like gear it. Up. That's good. That's good. You know what? A lot of these are great, everyone. So uh, I, I think what I'm going to do is go through this list, transfer that. Who am I kidding? I'm never going to do that. I'll just leave it up <laughs> and refer to it. Uh, I think that does it for this week, Noel. I think it does, Chuck. We're at 31 minutes, so um, that's perfect. Let's just—that's the short and sweet. Let's just leave it. Leave it at that. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, and thanks for all these great ideas and funny comments on the polls, and for interacting with us. As always, uh, these mini crushes are are slowly becoming your voice, which I really like. And as long as we have Noel over there chuffing up every now and then. <laughs> on that's your cue yeah well what do you mean no yes Chuff, chuffing up <laughs> thanks everybody we'll see you next week I'm confused Hi, everyone. It's Katie Couric. I've used my podcast, Next Question, as a platform to explore the big issues we face in these crazy times. And right now, there's no crazier time and no bigger issue than the coronavirus, which is why we're switching gears and pushing our regular reported episodes to the summer. In the meantime, we're going to stay focused on the coronavirus, talking to the experts so you can really understand what's going on. I know it's overwhelming, but we can get through this together. You can listen to Next Question on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. We want you to know that we are here for you.
I'm Honey German. And I'm Carolina Bermudez. And, and this, this is Life in Spanglish. And you know we're cooking it up in here. We got that arroz con pollo waiting for you. Why are you looking at me so confused? Because I'm like, what we cooking? We don't have a stove. <laughs> you got the bajo. I'll get, you know, the, you got the mangu. We got it all for you at Life in Spanglish. I need a sancocho if I'm getting any type of food. Listen and follow on the iHeartRadio app or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.